this morning I had to restart my computer uh, when I did the supplemental, and that was uh, like 35 minutes. <laughs> Luckily, this was only two. Computers I, suck. I think I went to the wrong one because for some reason when I go to Riverside, initially it takes me to the Lunds B one, not to the Tony Knuckles one. That could be me. I could be doing that. That's all my fault. Moving on. Yeah. All right. Here we go. The T-Bone. <laughs> and Chick Brew. Let's God bless. All these years, just get it right one time. What do you want from me? Forty years they've been trying. You couldn't fire somebody if they were horrible, doing a terrible job for the veterans. And now you can say you're fired. <laughs> Okay. No one listens to radio. And now for a quick disclaimer. The T-Bone. And Chick Brew. Show is brought to you by nobody. We have no sponsors. The show is still rated G. For Glorious. Recently, we had talked about analytics. And I had shared some analytics with you and the audience about, uh, you know, analytical things. One of the analytical things I didn't share until now was only 3% of our audience is in Spain. Now, considering 50% of our hosts are in Spain, you got to get those numbers up. Who's listening in Spain? <laughs> I know, because it's not you. Who, who, who is left? Oh, I know. It's Kev. It's Kev. Oh, thanks, Kev. Yeah, Kev was, we were just talking the other day. So I'm going back and I'm I'm listening to some stuff that I missed. So it's Kev, 100%. Is he enjoying the show? Yeah. Then tell a friend, Kev. (laughs) Tell two friends. Again, 50% of of this show is in Spain. I'm not saying 50% of the numbers need to come from Spain, but it definitely should be more than 3%. That means I would have to have friends. You have friends. You have access to people. People like you. Trust me. Trust me. You you are in a much better uh, social situation than yours truly. Okay? You're young. You're beautiful. You've got friends. I'm, I'm old. I'm haggard. And I have people I know. I don't have friends. I got people I know. You got friends. You got people that come to your house and they bring stuff. I got people that come to my house because I pay them. There's a difference in. <laughs> Speaking of no people judgment. I pay. No actually, I haven't yet, but I'm going to. I, I, th- I, I think I don't know if I told you I'm going to hire the Taney children this summer or spring. Oh. Yes. The, the father has made it known that the Taney children are willing to work for, for food. I'm willing to pay them. I don't need to feed them. And uh, I'm going to bring them over here and have them do some of the um, stuff that requires bending. Because <laughs> I, I pay people uh, to do bending. I, I don't bend. I pay people to bend. So I figure I'll get the kids over here and I'll provide them with brushes and I'll provide them with some training. And, and I'll get them to knock out the fence uh, and, um, you know, have you ever known a kid at the end of a work day to go, oh, my back? No, kids don't do that. Old people do that. Just waking up. Uh, I wake up and go, oh, my back. You know, I, you know what? I use, but I don't anymore because since I started sleeping on the couch, my back hasn't hurt. Anymore. Oh, your your couch is more supportive than your bed that you no longer sleep in. Sounds like I trouble. Don't. 
I don't know if it's that because we went to we went up the mountain and those beds are very firm. Yes. Beds. Yes. And I woke up and my back was killing me. So what I think it is is not necessarily uh, texture of the couch, but the gymnastics that happen while sharing a couch with two uh, dogs is I think there's constant movement and therefore uh, my back never has a chance to tighten up. <laughs> I think all of us would have enjoyed you leaving that at gymnastics that go on in the bed without further clarifying that it wasn't you and another person or other people, but dogs. If it was just, you know, oh, I think... My back's wrecked because of all the gymnastics going on in my bed. We would have all like smiled and winked. <laughs> winky, winky. I'm, my bed. I'm on the couch. <laughs> that would be awkward and a face. <laughs> so I was able to confirm that a recent participant in the supplemental was in fact not only a member of the Taney clan, but the patriarch of uh, matriarch, the matriarch. matriarch. Yes, of the Taney clan. So uh, it was a pleasure having Margaret listen. And as I further inquired into the subject, Superfan James said uh, one of the long rides that they were on, he had us playing and uh, the family enjoyed us. So now, separately from um, James, uh, mom listens. So thank you. Thank you. We, especially us American listeners of the Lunsby Show, we appreciate <laughs> Ooh, I mean, either blah, blah, blah. either you get your numbers up in Spain or you move yourself back to the States. No, thank you. <laughs> it's a big day for me. Uh, but uh, first of all, what's going on in your world? Uh, I just got off of work. It's been crazy. We have a visiting ship. Oh, what uh, what is the ship that's visiting? This won't be released for a week, so there's no OPSEC violation. Go ahead and tell us. The Sullivan. Okay, the Sullivans, named for all five all, brothers. Yes, all the brothers. Yes. Um, it's here. Uh, super nice sailor. Really great bunch. Um, super respectful. It's always funny because, like, you kind of get used to your regular sailors you see every day. And then even in, like, a short span of time, like, I'm learning their names. They're telling me about their lives. It's so different. I love it. So it's been a very, very busy at work because, of course, everyone's trying to download eight different things for the ride wherever they're going next. I think they're actually heading home, so it's been busy. So the Sullivans uh, were, were not supposed to happen. Well, the Sullivans in 1864, Lincoln writes what's known as the Bixby letter to the, the mother of... Now, uh, Lincoln notoriously had a like a falsetto voice. I'm not going to do the impression of a Lincoln voice. Uh, I'm just going. I'm going to yeah. <laughs> going to read it in my pride voice. Yourself, you pride. <laughs> I can't really do a Lincoln impression. I don't know the man. November twenty first, eighteen sixty four. Just pinch the taint. <laughs> nice, dear madam. I have been shown in the files of the War Department a statement of the Adjutant General of Massachusetts. Yeah, that you are the mother of five sons who have died gloriously on the field of battle. I feel how weak and fruitless must be any word of mine which should attempt to beguile you from the grief of a loss so overwhelming. But I cannot refrain from tendering you the consolation that may be found in the thanks of a republic they died to save. I pray that our Heavenly Father may assurge the anguish of your bereavement and leave you only the cherished memory of the loved and lost and the solemn pride that must be yours to have laid so costly a sacrifice 
upon the altar of freedom. Yours, very sincerely and respectfully, A. Lincoln. That, first of all, succinct is the word to use. How do you tell somebody who lost five sons in a war so eloquently, so succinctly, that you're sorry for their loss without being verbose? I mean, he nailed it. And this is back in the times before they had a press secretary, before other people were writing. He wrote this letter. It's a daggone good letter. It's succinct. It's got big words. But again, uh, back then in the 1860s, they, they used a lot of big words. You ever listen to like... One of these PBS specials where they're like uh, letters from home and it's like Private Joseph writing to his beloved betrothed and the words, and first of all, it's in beautiful calligraphy. You know, the, yeah. the letters are written <laughs> and, and the, the words that are chosen, they make us look like dolts. We are dolts. Everything that we do now is so... Uh, like fast fashion, right? Like it's so throwawayable. So that's 200 years, basically. Uh, 150, give or take. It's it's 100 and something years. What's it going to be like 100 years from now? Uh, idiocracy. <laughs> <Most definitely. laughs> uh, you know, do you care? The first part, the baby in the first part of that movie. I you have a segment that you haven't done in a long time, and we wouldn't mind if you did it. Is it the queen? She she shows up. We you know when she shows up, everything stops. We make space. We make space. <laughs> so there's your headphones. I gotta do a couple of button pushes here real quick and change that over to the who's a what's a wow. You're doing your thing. Uh, I promise you, it's real close. You just take the extra two seconds. It's like uh, me trying to find something in this house. Jules, where's the sock? It's where you left it. It's not where I left it. I can't find it. And then two seconds later, it's there. And I have to admit that I... All right. She's getting she's getting rigged up here. And while she's getting rigged up, let's go ahead and play her intro. Jeez, I got to find it. It's been so long. Right? La, 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 la. J-Bone. There she is. And now, J-Bone reads from the book Forgotten Jokes. For older folks. I, I still like that. All right, here we go, ladies and gentlemen. In case you are unaware, J-Bone, she, when she's kind enough to grace us with her presence, she reads a couple of tidbits from the book Forgotten Jokes for Older Folks. These might not be, bo- these might not be jokes. They might just be sayings or phrases or functions, hooking up phrases and clauses and functions. But whatever it is, <laughs> whatever it is, it is coming from uh, the uh, book of Forgotten Jokes for Older Folks. J-Bone? Well, hello, oh. T-Bone and chick Bro. <laughs> Happy New Year. Feliz Año Nuevo. Oh, muy español. I miss Spain so much. But anyway. Visit me. I'm coming. Okay. (laughs) Leaving on a jet plane. Don't know when I'll be back again. All right. Okay. So we'll be doing two little jokes, and I'm using air quotes, for romance, love, and marriage. Oh, I need these. (laughs) Especially since you're sleeping on the couch. Yeah. <laughs> My husband and I call each other at least five times a day. It's not as romantic as it sounds. He calls me so I can find my phone, and I call him so he can find mine. 
<laughs> wait, 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 wait. I got it, I got it. There we go. There it is. It's funny because it's... <laughs> All Ping right. it with your watch. Ping it with your watch. A wife should never keep score of how many times her husband's wrong. That's what her mother is for. Oh, my. Okay. We waited six months for that. I'll take that pin back. Thank you. Thank you. What a pleasure. Uh, you you were identified as one of the favorite segments of 2023. Oh. And then she, she, she gone. gone. Anyway, uh... Let's watch these bills take it home. Oh, oh. oh, yeah. oh. yeah. Most women it? try to get to their men through their stomach, but she's trying to get to me through my football team. Oh, are we sportsing? Sports. <laughs> I am sportsing. She is sportsing in, in a way of she needs money or something. She <laughs> I also need money. What's the team? What's bills. The team? Yes, they go Bills. Oh, go Bills. Yes, Bills. Go Bills. That's a terrible name for a team and when I'm asking for money. Hey, $20 is $20. Send it on over. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, we were reading the letter. Uh, it's funny how that all worked out. We were reading the letter that Abraham Lincoln wrote to Mrs. Bixby in that she lost five of her sons during the Civil War. The Sullivans, so the Bixby brothers, this occurred during the Civil War. They were killed in separate engagements. The Sullivans were all killed in one engagement aboard the USS Juno during World War II. Uh, that, if you may remember, that was also seen in Save It and Private Ryan where they discussed it. But uh, there was future legislation that said, we can't do this anymore. We can't wipe out. We can't put an entire... I mean, the boys wanted to be stationed together, clearly, because, you know, that's what boys do. Let's go to war together, boys. But uh, to wipe out an entire line in, in one incident... So they, they enacted legislation that said, no more. You can't do this. You can't. Uh, th- there were specifics about the legislation. But I have known brothers that have served together. But I think the requirement was they couldn't be like the only brothers. Like uh, I knew the Conley brothers uh, were twins stationed on the ship with me together. But they weren't the only Conley brothers. There were other Conley brothers. I, I don't know what the exact law is or what the exact requirement is or what the workarounds were. But... If you got five brothers, I can guarantee you, you are not all allowed to be on one ship together. That's that's not going to happen anymore. So that's the story of the Sullivans. What's that? I said, which I think is fair. Uh, yeah, yeah. Any any time. You know, wipe out the whole family line. It's too much. It's too much. It's uh, something that was the norm. I mean, this is what you used to do. You used to wipe out your enemy completely. And the way to win wars, and we don't really don't win wars anymore. We just kind of get the other guy to. We've talked about this. Yeah, we kind of get the other guy to stop goofing around. But the way to win a war is through annihilation, and if not annihilation, the fear of annihilation, so that the enemy has but one of two choices: to either completely, uh, fully surrender or face extinction. That's the way you win a war. Well, now that so many humans, like just so many humans (laughs) there. I mean, there there are a lot of humans, but if ants ever decided to just grow up a little bit, they could they could win. There's enough of them. They could win if they wanted to like more humans on the planet. There's like more humans on the planet today than total in the past. Like at the like if you take every person from the dawn of humans. No, that's not true. 
the Civil War. I'm pretty sure. It's not true. I'd look it up. I'm going to look it up. Okay. I'm going to look it up. All right, ladies and gentlemen, while the clock is ticking, you can you can guess for yourself. Chick Brew is saying right now there are more humans on this planet than there are have ever been humans. That's the fact that she's trying to find. I'm going to tell you that's not true. Because uh, yesterday there were seven billion plus people on the planet. Today, there are seven billion plus one on the planet. If you go to yesterday and then all of the days before that, mathematically, what she's saying, I don't believe to be true. But with the internet, you can you can pretty much find any fact you want. If you if you if you if you look in the right place, anything's going to say whatever it is. Did we land on the moon? Heck no, we didn't land on the moon. Is the Earth round? Heck no, the Earth is not round. If you if you look for it, uh, it's out there. Over the last few centuries, the population has gone through extraordinary change. In the 1800s, there were one billion people. Today, there are eight billion. Yeah, that's pretty good. That's a pretty good chunk of. <laughs> Yes. Big difference. Well, you think about that. In the 1800s, the average life expectancy of a male, uh, you know, of a person was like 30. 30. And here we are. (laughs) Here we are. You know, and I'm looking forward to doubling the average life expectancy of 100 years before me. Eight billion people. That's so many people. It's it's a big number. It's a big number, but it's not really so many people. Uh, it, there are not enough people on the planet to fill the Grand Canyon. Oh, well, just think about how close you'd have to. Oh, <laughs> it leaves a bad taste in my mouth. <laughs> I don't like it. There are not enough people on the planet to fill Texas. They've, they've done this, and it's like uh, uh, three-story tenement buildings throughout Texas could basically uh, house the entire world population. We, there are a lot of us. That's no doubt, but we're pretty well spread out. And those of us who aren't well spread out are choosing to live in these massive colonies. Yes, colonies, starting with ants and ending with ants. That's perfect. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we've already started rolling into our segments. We did uh, old jokes forgotten for forgotten folks. How about we go? We do some news. Forgotten folks. And now it is time for headlines from around the globe. Each week, she searches the ether for interesting headlines from around the globe. Do you have an interesting headline for me today? I think I do. Experts warn that psychopaths are more likely... A headline... That is a cliffhanger. A headline. Uh, this is basically clickbait headlines. But by the way, ladies and gentlemen, just so you know, she uh, not only finds these headlines, she gives them to me without warning. I have never heard the headline until this exact moment in time when I have to choose my response. And my, the, my response is intended to be educational, informative, or at the very least, funny. So somebody has done a study out there, not not far from the conversation that we just had, that you could find anything you want to find on the Internet. And in this study, they have said psychopaths exhibit this one, one trait. Is that what they're saying? One trait? One physical feature. One physical feature. Oh, psychopaths feature this one physical feature. I'm going to go with, and I'm pretty good on this. Penis. 
Uh, there are, I know it sounds crazy, there are female psychopaths. Okay, all right, sure. I, I could be a psychopath. Based on this measurement, I, I qualify. This characteristic. Yes. What is the characteristic that can determine if you are a psychopath? If your pointer finger is shorter than your ring finger, it is us. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, pseudoscience being what it is. Ladies and gentlemen, at this time, I want you to take your hand. I want you to pick it up, and I want you to look at it. And, uh... Uh, I'm looking at both of them. Is it just one hand? Is it just the right hand? Is it the left hand? It is us. I think it's everybody. I think those are the way fingers are designed. I don't think there's anything unusual about your pointer finger being shorter than your ring finger. Everyone, everyone take a look at your hands right now as we discuss this. We're looking at your pointer finger. Is it shorter than your ring finger? I think it's supposed to be. Your middle finger's got to be the tallest because that's how you say hello to friends. Your middle finger's got to be the tallest. Your ring finger is very, very important. It's the second tallest. The pinky has got to be the smallest. And we're just talking about the fingers, not the thumbs, okay? Fingers. If that were true, I believe everyone listening right now has looked at their hands and has determined that they are also a psychopath. That's fantastic. We're doing great. No, no. We got to... Who published that story? What periodical is responsible for that junk science? We probably don't. Oh, I want to know. Not only do I want to know, I want to get all of the smart people in the room. I want to get the Neil deGrasse Tysons. I want to get the Nakimura Hakansaki. I want to get all of them. And I just want to look at their hands. And they're like, oh, oh, science says you're a psychopath. Look. I find headlines. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, that is our question of the week. Based on pseudoscience, are, do you have the physical characteristics of a psychopath? And for the Taney family, because all of you listen, I would like you to look at each other and find out who in the Taney family are the psychopaths. I bet it's the matriarch. Like all, all of the grandkids, all of the kids, all of their... Index fingers will be larger than their ring fingers, but grandma, she's going to have the, she's going to be the one. All right. Hey, uh, do you have another headline for me? I do. Man throws joint baby shower for five women. He got pregnant. Hey, yay. (laughs) Look, I'm telling you right now. There is a lot. You got to respect the game, okay? You got to respect the game. This man got five women pregnant at one time. All right. You know, a lot of people look down on that. But again, if you can get five women to sleep with you, that says something about you, okay? Either you're rich or you got game. Now, I can assume he is not rich because he was smart enough to say, look, girls, I know y'all mad at me right now. I don't know why I'm starting to take on a Cat Williams impression. (laughs) I feel like this would be someone who is rich because they're smart with their money. Oh, rich people do tend to be smart with their money. They don't they don't mess around. Poor people spend money on rims and speakers. Uh, rich people Talk spend about my spending habits. <laughs> rich people spend money on joint baby showers. That's I don't care who he is. If 
Number one, he convinced five women to sleep with him. So already, as a man, he, he's got my respect. He has my respect. Now, he convinces the five women that he slept with and impregnated to have a baby shower together, a joint baby shower. This, I, I, I want to know who this person is. It's I a record. What? It's a record. That many baby mamas amicably chilling in space. I want to know his name. I want to know his contact information. I want him on this show. Impregnate you. <laughs> I want to interview this man. I want to talk to him. I want to know what makes him the suavest, smoothest operator that I've ever heard of. Congratulations, you, sir, are um, like a beer commercial. Oh. You're you're like you the were rich before you were now broke. The suavest, <laughs> smoothest dude on the planet. And I think, I think the audience would love to hear from this guy. Do you, do you have his information? Is he on the Facebooks? I don't know. He's on the Facebooks. Do you have his name? I'll look. I'll look it up. Yeah, his name, location, anything you could get on him. So we've 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 told everybody that we want 2024 to be better. We want every year to be better, but this is season 12 for us. We want season 12 to be better, and we've kind of. Try, kind of reached out there and said, what can we do to make it better? And there, there have been some interesting suggestions that have come in. One of the things we're trying to do is engage the Spotify comment line where you can go in and make some comments or, or we can arrange to do an interview. But if you do the comments, I've got like five I bet, questions. I, I bet he would come on the show. I'm going to send you the article. All right. I've got like five questions I would ask anybody other than the smoothest cat on the planet. Uh, I got many, many questions for him. But if uh, Joey Joe there is a listener and Joey Joe wants to be interviewed, I'm going to tell you in advance what those five questions are. It's nothing. It's I'm not going to try to nail you down. This isn't 2020. This is Dateline. I'm not trying to get a murder confession out of you. Who are you? Where are you from? How long have you been listening? What's your favorite thing that you ever heard on the show? What's the thing that made you laugh the most on the show? And the final question out of the five-question interview, the final question is, what's big for you in 2024? What is your big plan in 2024? Those are the five questions that I would do with anybody, any of our listeners, in our Get to Know Our Listeners segment. These are the five questions that I would ask. So I'm going to say them again. If you want to call into the Spotify hotline, that link will be in the comments. You can click the link. It's like a phone call. And then you go in and you answer these questions. Question number one, who are you? Question number two, where are you calling from? Question number three, how long have you been listening to the show? Question number four, what's your favorite bit? What's your favorite thing? What, what, what made you laugh the most? And question number five, What's big for you in 2024? If you go on, if you go on the Spotify link and you answer those five questions, be clear. Do not be profane because it's it's less editing for me. So don't use any bad words. Just go in there, be clear, answer those five questions, and then I will take the audio from that. I will pull it into the studio and I will make it sound. This this is something we used to do in the old days of radio way before you. <laughs> but like in the 80s in, in radio, they would send us a, a, a I, I did an interview with Apollonia when she was a big deal. And the, the interview comes to me on a record. 
And on the record, I have all of her responses to the questions that I have to ask. So I would ask the question, play the record, get her response, and record those. And it sounded like a a no-kidding interview. We'll do the same thing here. And you don't have to be Apollonia, okay? You could just be Joe Blow, regular old Joe, or Johnny, or Catherine, or Michelle. I, just random names I'm just throwing out. You could be the names. <laughs> Even I know that. You could be any of those people. You dial into the the Spotify thing. Again, that link will be in the comment section. You just click on the link and it's you know, you go in there, you answer those five questions, and I will make it sound like you dialed in live while we did the interview. So there's no further inconvenience to you, but we wanna know who our listeners are. And Depending on how many of you uh, take the bait, <laughs> no, depending, <laughs> depending on how many of you actually take us up on this and try to do this with us and, and have a little fun with this, in the future, there may be a PSA or a promo that we do um, utilizing uh, an amalgamation of all of those interviews. So that, that could be fun, too. That could be a really good promo as I think it through in my head, but I can't do it without you. I can fake a lot of voices. I got, I got buttons over here I could press, and I could do a bunch of fake interviews. I don't want to do fake. I want real. I want genuine. <laughs> so do some of our listeners. Not all of them. I think most of our listeners could care less. They're just, they're just on cruise control. You know, they're, they're driving. They're listening. Occasionally, we'll say something that'll make them laugh, but most of the time, they're just doing us a favor and, and giving us a listen. I don't know why it started, but I just I don't feel like we could have finished until then. Hey, let's move on to something else. It's time to talk about cooking. And tonight, prove one thing. You know f- all. I am a. <laughs> I am a consumption connoisseur. I have perfected the ability to eat. She has perfected the ability to create as a culinary something that starts with a C. <laughs> That's not bad. <laughs> I have nothing. Yeah, culinary specialist is kind of, you know, I don't want to call you a culinary specialist because they've cheapened that. Just like sandwich artist. It's really been cheapened. I was a sandwich artist. You were a sandwich artist. Yeah. But you have since upgraded. You have powered up. It's like a legit test. What is, give me some questions on the sandwich artist test. How many olives go on a six inch or a foot long? Four and eight. Three and six. I was close. We were close. Give me another one. I think that that's a ripoff. <laughs> Give me another one. How many onion half slices? Onion half slices. Zero and zero. Me no gusto cebuela. <laughs> it is three and six. Oh, I, I'm sensing so a pattern. Else? Yes. One olive, one onion. <laughs> uh, what if you don't want a six inch what if you want a three inch how does that work out you gotta get a kid's is it one and a half it's a kid's meal. is there such thing as a kid's meal at subway yeah it comes on a round anyway chick brew is a uh is, is a no kidding chef she actually went to chef school and did chef things she has chef pants so when she talks to us she talks to us from a position of authority Anger. 
<laughs> Even though it looks like she's a, you can't see this, but I have to see this. The way she's lit right now, it looks like she dated a Kennedy. Uh, <laughs> and she, and there's light behind her. I can't see her face, and her voice should be distorted. Like I, I only meant to say hello. <laughs> He had not been drinking the night that he went off the bridge. Oh, oh. she did a Chappaquiddick <laughs> reference. <laughs> I nailed it. Mary Jo Kapickney. It's such a compelling and interesting story. <laughs> I will probably not wake up tomorrow. They are coming for me. They are not coming for you. Everyone knows this story. And she everyone that coming. was involved in the story is now dead. It's like the Kennedy assassination. They can now tell us. They won't. Because, I mean, they could. but they could. Still one of my favorite museums. If you're ever in the Dallas area, the JFK Assassination Museum is fantastic. So they took the old Texas school book depository because they don't yep. do school book depositories anymore. And they converted it. Depositories. <laughs> and they converted it into a museum to celebrate the murder of a president. It's fantastic. 10 out of 10. Recommend. Do not. So Walk around Daily Plaza and look up in the air. Point fingers. That that's a that's a better way of doing oh, it. So you can do that. So uh, have you cooked anything crazy this week, or not crazy, but in bulk, or what have you been doing in the kitchen? So I actually am excited to tell you about something that's coming up this yeah this coming week. I will be doing a version of Chopped at work. Tell me more. I can't tell you much more because I don't know what's in the mystery basket, but some of the CSs that work over at Health Promotions, uh, they come to my work and they teach our sailors how to make healthy and easy meals. We will be going knife tip, tip, tip. Sounds worse. Uh, (laughs) Not if you're into docking. (laughs) (laughs) Children, don't Google. (laughs) Mistakes were made. Um, but yeah, we will be doing that this weekend to see who makes the best dish. All right. I am someone unfamiliar with the TV show Chopped. Can you uh, break it down for those of us who might not have seen it? That's a Bravo show, right? I don't know what channel it's on. Okay. I've watched it. I've had friends that have competed on it. Okay. Basically, ours is going to be one round. We're not going multiple rounds. But you have a mystery basket, which has... Whatever the producers, or in this case, supervisors, have purchased. All right. So uh, your mystery basket, are you ready? Are you ready for this? Here we go. Your mystery basket is eggplant. Oh, are we frying it? Are we drizzling it? I don't know what you're doing. Yes, we are. But this is what I've given you. Now, what do you have to do? Do you have to do uh, an appetizer, an entree, and a dessert? Do you have to do an entree? What? In the show, it's like a bunch of things. As many dishes as you could make? No, like there's a there's an appetizer round, there's an entree round. If you make it that far. Oh, okay, but you're as, you're as you go, they eliminate people. I gotcha, but you're only doing one round. We're only doing one round. I'm gonna guess it's gonna be the entree round. We're going entree. All right, you've been given eggplant. Vamos, <laughs> go. <laughs> We're making chushaka. We have eggs. We got tomatoes. What do we got? What do we got? Or are we just making fried eggs? I love eggplants so much. You know what I'm talking about? When they do the f- lightly fried with the honey on top? No, no. That's big here. Almost, yeah, I 
Oh, so good. I've never had fried eggplant with honey on top. What I have had is eggplant with gravy on top. <laughs> with a with a the sauce and with a mozzarella and layered as if it was a lasagna made okay. with only eggplant and not eggplant parmesan is basically what I'm talking about. Big fan. Big fan. And the producer uh, knows how to make some eggplant parm. Oh, goodness gracious. I just I just gained three pounds thinking about it. <laughs> all right. All right. OK. OK. Uh, so you did you did good there with the eggplant parm. I'm going to here we go. It's uh, the next episode of Chopped Rota Chick Brew. Your mystery ingredient is spaghetti squash. Could go easy and reuse it as a noodle replacement. I'd probably soup. I gotta tell you, I've I've watched the little children cook, and they seem more enthusiastic than I'd probably make soup. I'm hungry. It's late. <laughs> and they use a bunch of words that I've never heard of before. Chef words like gruelay and blambard and shlamam and <laughs> it's just it's just like uh one of the favorite words that all of them use at all of the cooking shows i have watched is deconstructed i love i love deconstructed because it's always like this would have been something had i not screwed up but since i screwed up it's a deconstructed deconstructed screw up <laughs> Look, we don't need to talk about my whole life, okay? Just a regular screw-up. All right, now you've advanced. You're doing a great thing. You're in charge. You're running the show. I am a contestant on the show. I am an amateur cook who, who knows how to make some things. You, you give me my mystery ingredient. Are you doing entrees? Yes, yes, just like I just did with you. Just like the two entrees you just did. Now, now you're in charge of the show, and I'm a contestant. Potato. Oh, come on! I would be there all day with a potato. Are you kidding me? I got the French fries. I got the no, baked. No, it's got to be an entree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't worry. It's going to be an entree. I'm going to give you so much freaking potatoes, you're going to be full, okay? That's what an entree does. And I'm going to make a, a small vodka out of it. I'm going to make some French fries. I'm going to make a, a baked potato. <laughs> potatoes are magic. I'm going to make some chips. It's it's gonna, all of it's going to be boiled and fried and delicious. Give me. All right. All right. I, I obviously I won that round. Uh, I'm going back. It's a second round. It's another entree. Give me a give me a mystery ingredient. Carrot. I'm out. <laughs> Which is crazy because I eat a massive amount of carrots. I do. I eat a lot of carrots. I know. Um, but because of all of the dental work that I've had done, I have to be careful in the way that I eat carrots. So all of them get thinly sliced. If I were to make like gimbap or something like that, the thinly sliced works perfect because then I could just julienne those slices. But they're usually softened with a little salt. But yeah, other than carrot a la carat, I, I wouldn't know. I wouldn't know what to make with carrots. What, a carrot cake? But that's not an entree. I could put carrots into things. Huh? Bread. I can no sugar carrot cake. I can put carrots into things. I, I love putting carrots into things because they're low calorie and they're good for you and eyeballs and stuff. My favorite carrots are the honey roasted with the cayenne pepper. Mm. Oh, they're so good. I have never had that, but every bit about what you just said sounds delicious. I found out recently that Zeus will eat carrots as long as he sees me eating them first. Rupert will steal a carrot from you. If I toss him a carrot, he'll bite it and spit it out. If I eat a carrot, 
and then toss him a carrot, he's like, oh, 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 this is the best thing ever. Thanks, Dad. And then runs away and eats the carrot. Yeah, no, Rupert loves broccoli. He loves, oh, his favorite is kale stems. He's a weird one. I do like the kale. We talked about that last week. Uh, time for a commercial. Who are you even? Hey, everybody, it's T-Bone. Did you know you can listen to the Lunsby Show on the iHeartRadio app? The team at iHeartRadio has created two new features on the app. You can now auto-download to your device and be notified when other new episodes are released, all for free using the iHeartRadio app. And you can listen to the Lunsby Show from anywhere. iHeartRadio. Discover music, radio, and podcasts you'll love. Now, of course, ladies and gentlemen, you can listen to us anywhere you find us. You can listen to us, and and again, with the analytics, we can see that many of you listen to us on Spotify. Some of you listen to us on uh, uh, Apple Play, and some of you listen to us on iHeartRadio. Spotify, Apple Apple Play, iHeartRadio are the primaries for mobile devices, but many of you, uh, the ones we appreciate the most, listen to us on your desktop. Because all you got to do is search The Lunsby Show with T-Bone and Chick Brew. We come up. There's multiple links there. Each one of those links is a sub-site, a pod chaser, you name it, where you could just click on it. It'll give you a list of all the episodes we've ever done. You can click on it, and you can listen to it right there at your desk, in your office, or at home. It's super, super convenient. What I love about Spotify, what I love about all of the other ways, iHeartRadio, Apple Play, all the other ways is then we become portable. Then then we become places you could take us with you. If you're on a, a road trip, if you're commuting back and forth to work, you could just play us. And we're there for you. Once a week, we'll give you an hour. We'll do our best to uh, meet our guarantee. Our guarantee is one laugh an hour. That's all we guarantee. Anything extra, we do not charge for. So that's, uh, that's what we got. I wanted to get in another one because uh, we put the time and effort into making these things, so we might as well listen to them. Hello. Welcome to the Lunsby Store. I'm Caitlin. Hey, Caitlin. I'm Cooper. I'm looking for some cool stuff. We have tons of things available, all of it cool. And we can personalize anything you want. That's got to be crazy expensive. No. All of the personalization is done for no extra cost. Cool. Let's start shopping. Where's all the stuff? On the internet. Duh. Just search for the Lunsby Swag Store. And don't forget to listen to the Lunsby Show with T-Bar and Chick Brew. Lunsby! The Lunsby Show does not hire child voice actors, but we do use child volunteers. Volunteers are not compensated, but are appreciated. The Lunsby Swag Store is a real store that makes real products for real customers at a very fair price. Those kids did a great job. <laughs> they did a great job. They took our job. We are getting close. The only thing we can do is uh, move on. Of course, I did try to cheat. I used the index. I looked for people. I looked for population. And anytime you cheat, you fail. So now we randomly go to a place into the book of everything. And what do we find? We find interesting facts uh, that sometimes you will never shake. If If we come up with a fact and we tell you this fact, and it's a good one, you'll never forget it. They're that good. And then the rest of these are like, oh. And then someday, years from now, people will say, do you remember that? Did you know? And then somebody's like, yeah, of course I know. I listened to T-Bone and Chick Brew, and they told me this 10 years ago. Here we go. Crime, disease, and average walking speed increase by 15% as a city doubles in size. (laughs) 
<laughs> Crime, disease, and average walking speed. If you got a little hamlet there and the hamlet doubles in size, 15%. If it doubles in size again, 30%. If it doubles in if these <laughs> if these are statistics hold true through the numbers, the city of New Amsterdam, which is now New York City, everyone is running at 32 miles an hour everywhere they go. I feel like that's accurate. They're also <laughs> running from and with knives. <laughs> Mainly because of the crime and the disease. You're trying to outrun the muggers and the photoplankton bacteria. All right, that was that was an interesting one, but I got to admit, probably probably not one that you're ever going to remember. <laughs> Let's uh, th- these facts tend to be grouped together, so we have to shuffle. Yeah, yeah, you got to move it around a bit. All right, here we go. <laughs> if you drilled a tunnel straight through the Earth and jumped in, it would take you exactly. 42 minutes and 12 seconds to get to the other side. Now, I don't want to doubt the book of everything, but I believe I've seen a very animated YouTube video that shows how drilling a hole through the earth, uh, if you did it, if you were able to do it, first of all, because the earth is mostly water, you have to be very, very careful on where you drill from one end to the other. There's only there's only like one place in the earth where you could possibly drill a hole all the way through, and it's not at the top, it's not at the sides. It's it's uh it's somewhere it's it's a little wonky. So you drill the hole all the way through, and this whole thing about um, you gotta uh, when you ignore reality, the uh, something disbelief. Presidential election. <laughs> <laughs> Don't have the good jokes for when I gotta cut it. <laughs> it's the supplemental. If if you're watching a movie and you suspend belief, that's that's what I'm looking for. If you uh, if you take if you suspend belief for a moment and you forget about the fact that the core of the Earth is hotter than the temperature of the sun and all of that, uh, the, the the YouTube animation that I saw has you jumping from one end through to the other. But there has to be a team at the other end that can catch you moving at an ungodly speed. And that, and and how gravity works, and how you shouldn't be able to fall past the center because of gravity. You jump in the hole, and it only gets you to the center, and and you don't really have a way to get to the other end. So although I I love the fact that the, the book of everything is our source for strange and unusual facts there will be no drilling from one end of the earth to the other so right because you got to get sucked out the other side uh, so therefore as far as a fact goes it's not really not really a fact it's theory and we're not doing the book of theories we're doing the book of facts everything factual and that was this week's book of everything Moving on. Oops, you're not invited. It's birthday boost, ladies and gentlemen. Every week we make a, a basically a shout out to our friends. And we can do that as the sixth thing, all right, when you when you dial into the <laughs> I just saw the headline. 
He is not rich, but he got game, baby. He's got game. I want this. I want to interview this cat so bad. Uh, all right, so the book of every no, not the book of everything. Uh, birthday boost. Uh, here we go. Every week we acknowledge those of you who have also survived another trip around our sun with us. We do not want you to put your real birthdays on the internet, but if you do put your birthday on the internet or your fake birthday on the internet or a day that you recognize as your birthday on the internet, we are going to acknowledge you because you're one of our favorite people. If you are worthy. If you are worthy, you get a birthday boost. If you are not as worthy, you get this thing we call an honorable mention. As always, Chick Brew, you go first. Okay, so I'm going to go with Michaela Garrison. Michaela! Yes! She's out there doing great things, but I will never forget. Do you remember she used to do the deep thoughts with Gary? (laughs) Yes. Where she would state an observation, but you were never quite certain if she finished the thought. And she would just stop talking. <laughs> I love it. Probably one of the best segments in radio history. Um, also just a wonderful person. A delight always. So, Gary, I hope you are having a great birthday. I saw you were hanging out with your sister. Enjoy your family. Enjoy your dogs. I hope I catch up with you again soon. I'm sorry. Old Zeddy Will there has got my attention. All right. <laughs> Back to Michaela. Here we go, Michaela. Uh, I am so caught up in this. I don't even have, I'm not prepared. Give them your birthday boost. Just uh, give them your birthday boost. <laughs> <laughs> Go on. You know you want to. Unconventional family of 11. You know what? I don't I don't know if uh, this week's birthday boost is even a listener of the show, but eventually, one day, my friend Corey Moore will be a listener of the show. And I could say to him, you know, on, on your birthday, I gave you a birthday boost. I went out of my way to say what an awesome, amazing, hilarious guy you were or are. Uh, these are things that I said about you on the show that you never listened to, which may encourage Corey Moore, comedian here in central Pennsylvania, to uh, listen to the show and to tell other people about the show so that we can keep our numbers in the States rising while our numbers in Spain fall. No, I actually... I. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I bet I can get my numbers to drop faster than you. <laughs> no, if Corey, you take the lead. Corey was one of the uh, first people that I met when I got to the Comedy Zone there in Harrisburg, and uh, and I, I enjoy him, and and he's he's one of the people I consider my friend and uh, my friends, and I, I enjoy him immensely. So uh, this this week, in the one birthday boost that I can give, I have chosen, I have chosen Mr. Corey Moore. Who are your honorable mentions? Man, picking a birthday boost was hard because there were so many good people this week. Uh, Jeff, Holly, Jamie, Amy, Tammy, Salati East, Debbie, <laughs> Cassie, and Melissa Stewart. And Stewart. Salati. <laughs> As usual, most of these people have already received a birthday boost from us in the past. Uh, Bo Haywood is celebrating his birthday along with Mike Shader and the Gooch. Old Josh Gooch. Sam Damaris, who visited us a couple of times there in Rhoda. Very funny comic. Josh Runlett. Uh, Coco, he's uh, celebrating his birthday along with Nancy Glazier. And uh, Squishy Man. Um, interesting thing about Squishy Man there. I know his real name, but uh, I approached him one day and called him by his real name. 
Wasn't cool with that. Was not. Uh, Will Bryan, Jeff King, uh, as always, he uh, celebrating his 116th birthday. He looks damn good for his age, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Jeff King celebrating his birthday. Along with Kelly Sherman, Andrew Glessner, another uh, new friend I've met here at the Comedy Zone there in Jacksonville, Michael Cosman, Brian Neal, and Mary Jo Rezinas are all celebrating their birthdays. Ladies and gentlemen, for anybody, whether you got an honorable mention or whether you got a birthday boost, uh, we just want to tell you that we love you and we think nothing but the best and we wish nothing but the best for you. And in this next year, we hope you do great, awesome, amazing things for a bigger and brighter new year. Well, there it is. I got uh, 20 minutes until the game starts. I'm super stoked and excited and happy, and uh, this was a good show. I, I enjoyed it. Uh, is there anything that you forgot that you want to capture, you want to catch? No, I'm good. All right. Well, then, ladies and gentlemen, I remind you today, as I remind you every day, just be the best person that you could be, and if you were a great person today, be an even better person tomorrow. And don't forget that you are loved. Thank you for listening to T-Bone and Chick Brew. If you enjoyed that show, you should check out the Jerome McLean Show, independent media that won't reinforce tribalism. We have one planet and nobody's leaving, so let's reason together. You can find the Jerome McLean Show at the same place you actually listen to this show. Give it a shot. In the can.